Peace, family. My name is Vicki Dillard. Thank you so much for tuning in to African Diaspora News Channel. Please make sure that you give us a big thumbs up and share the broadcast because this expands our message. And how many of you all know it is absolutely essential to support and expand voices such as ours. The type of information that we share here is not what's happening in the mainstream media, but thank goodness that we are the counter voice uh, to the oppressive forces media apparatus. And you must not forget that media is a part of warfare, beloved. So you want to make sure that you support, that you tune into and consider what we're doing here. Yes. Thank you so very much. Family, I came across some shocking information. I have been really studying and really uh, scrutinizing uh, this 2019 law that the United States uh, of America passed. And it's important right now because the implementation of this law known as the GFA, which stands for the Global Fragility Act. Yes, you heard that correctly. The Global Fragility Act. Now, this particular think tank that has the ear of the United States, uh, Washington, D.C. type, you know, talking heads, the folks that are really the decision makers and the invisible hand behind uh, laws that our Congress passes, some information was recently brought to my attention. And within this lengthy, essentially lengthy uh, essay, it exposed some very interesting information. And I wondered if you all knew this. This piece says concerning, and this is within the context of them discussing uh, the GFA, but it specifically mentions that due to U.S. diplomacy, it says including White House involvement, including White House involvement, convinced former Ghanaian president Jerry Rawlins and former Kenyan president Daniel A. Rapmoy to retire, open political space and allow for civilian democratic succession despite their previous histories of authoritarian rule, it says. It goes on to say both countries probably would have fallen into unstable trajectories had Rawlings and Moy not done so. This essay that was brought to my attention, as you can see displayed, says that through US diplomacy, including White House involvement, they're the ones that told those former presidents to step down. This is disturbing. Not only that, it says, and this is also another interesting document that I'm citing, as Herman Cohen documents in his history of U.S. policy in Africa, that's a piece that you can research, U.S. presidential involvement and intervention at critical moments have been essential to shaping favorable outcomes in Africa. Let me tell you something, beloved. While you're li living your very best life, you're trying to remake your world, uh, uh, engage in black empowerment, bring about success and prosperity for you and your people, please know that far away somewhere in secret rooms, there are people that are actually literally scheming and plotting who have access to the most powerful people on the planet to remake your life. And they come in under the guise of humanitarian aid, among other ways. And they use their bully pulpit 
and the label of the United States of America to simply make a phone call essentially to have nation leaders step down. Watch this. It made one other interesting thing I find interesting. In the wake of what's happening right now, particularly in West Africa, the Shahil and so forth, listen to what else this essay says. The regional economic community of West African states. Who is that family? Is that not ECOWAS? Have we not been discussing them threatening violence and military intervention against their own brothers in the Shahil? Haven't we been saying for the longest that it, appear, uh, it appears based on information and belief that they are being moved by Western powers who are anathema to black revolution revolutions? It says the regional economic community of West African states, ECOWAS, espouses values and norms that align with GFA principles and could serve as a forceful diplomatic partner for the United States. We were not wrong when we were drawing connections with the chairperson of ECOWAS, current president of Nigeria, Tanubu, Mr. Tanubu, and other forces. Now, I understand the current president of Ghana is Mr. Akufu Ado. We know that Mr. William Ruto is the current president of Kenya. It is my prayer that the people are made aware of what has happened in their country. I would imagine they are very likely to know that it was U.S. meddling that was involved in their previous governments. And this is a bit of a smoking gun, I believe. And it is my prayer and my hope that they will continue to stand for their people. And perhaps they might be on some level trying to weed out some of the remnants of some of the previous administration and thinking, and who knows what other pressures they're under that they don't tell the public about. So I'm not, I don't want us to immediately throw anybody under the bus because there are too many moving parts for us to have such a linear and parochial view on what's happening. But I'm bringing this out to say, this is why the people's involvement and the people rising up to support their governments that appear to be moving in the right direction is important. This is the reason why it is incumbent upon us to remain engaged because this is our world. And I'm bringing you this information to let you know that there are some pretty powerful forces that don't want to stop meddling in African business because many of them feel that their very existence is contingent on it. So if you believe that your very existence and well-being is contingent upon the resources and control of African leaders, you can best believe they're going to continue to try to do so. Because for some of them, their very life depends on it. But we're the original people. And I am reminded of a divine prophetic text that says that the divine, the most high, sees these councils and he's laughing at them. In fact, I, in fact, I believe one reference is from Psalm 2 that says that they make counsel against them. But it says that the most high simply laughs. This also reminds me that before the continent of Africa was broken up into these multiple states, 
the Europeans were meeting where? In a Berlin conference to map out a continent that didn't even belong to them. So don't think it's strange that the children and the offspring of such individuals aren't still plotting and planning and scheming. But we're awakened now. And our unity is greater than any atomic bomb. And this is the reason why I put such emphasis on our spiritual power. Because in the natural, it's going to appear that we're outnumbered and that we don't have what it takes to overcome and to win. And don't get it twisted. I am not ignorant and too naive to believe that it won't be easy. But I'm telling you it's possible and it's destined. And I'm letting you know that only by us integrating and activating our high level spiritual powers to have major influence on earth, that's our secret weapon. And this is what I teach in my spiritual mastermind school, the clubviki.com. That's club, V-I-C-K-I.com, where I teach you about your supernatural powers because we're going to be the formidable force that will overcome every obstacle. Go to clubviki.com now. Of course, be sure to share this broadcast from African Diaspora News Channel. I can't wait to see you again.